0: What is up everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats where we got a lot of baseball to talk about. The AL West is going to be one of the best finishes, it appears, in a long, long time. We also have Ellie De La Cruz making some more history out there. Also the NL West. How many teams from the NL West are going to make the playoffs? One, two, three. We'll talk all about that. We also have Immaculate Grid, things that make you go, hmm, and some fan questions as well. This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Five ball, onto the track. That's the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, oh What a game, what a moment. Happy Friday, my friends. I am joined as always by Alex Curry and Alex, we have a lot of baseball to talk about because honestly, there was a lot that had already happened and we were going to talk all about it yesterday, but obviously late Wednesday night, the Shohei Otani news breaking and yesterday we had to dive deep in on that and what that means for... His future, the Angels' future, Uh, we full deep dive on the big Shohei news, but uh, the baseball world does roll on.
1: It does roll on. Games are still happening. (laughs) There are still hundreds of other players, but yes, absolutely heartbreaking, devastating, not only for Shohei Otani and the Angels organization, but for us baseball fans to not watch the greatest player in the game be on the field and most likely not pitch for another year, but... We did get to see another great pitcher this week. Your brother continues his strong outings.
0: He was dominant yeah. this week. And man, it's been a couple months now. He was still with the Mets when, you know, you asked me a couple of weeks in a row, is Justin back? Is Justin back? And I was saying, no, no, no. And then it got to a point where I said, yes.
1: Yeah. We're on like week, like start three, like third Yeah, yeah.
0: and then ever since then, for the most part, he's had some stinkers in there, but Eh. for the most part, he's been really, really good since then, and he's coming off of a start um, on the other night where he went six innings, nine strikeouts, zero earned runs given up, nine punchouts, and it it looked to me, and again, I watch every start. I've seen him pitch more than most everybody on planet Earth has. I could tell from the second he came out That his fastball was back. He's throwing 96, 97 in the first inning. Tons of swings and misses on that fastball. Uh, Devers struck out in that first inning on all heaters. You could just tell, not just the velo, right? It was 96, 97, a good bit, which was a a tick up from where it had been. But it just had some late life that I hadn't yet seen this year. And and I texted him that after he came out of the game. It was like, dude, your fastball... and not just velocity, it looked like it was back. and Justin said after the game, he said, between last start and this one, I felt like I really found something mechanically that answered a lot of questions for me and and went on to say, you know, he's the most meticulous person that I have ever seen in terms of wanting to be good at his craft and and I can only imagine you know i'm I'm not close with this guy, but the only comparison to Justin at this point in, in the sports world recently was Tom Brady in the football world and how well he takes care of himself. What's so funny? I, I thought it? you
1: were going to say, I'm not, I'm not too close with this guy. I was like, he's your brother. You talk every no, single no, no, day no, on no, FaceTime. No, and you're no, talking about Tom no, Brady. I was no. like, wait, wait a second here. No, I'm not yeah. close
0: with Tom Brady, Got but it. I, from the not outside, yet. it appears he soon
1: to be a coworker here at Fox Sports. Yes.
0: It appears that Tom obviously took really good care of his body and was very meticulous at his craft and did it until he was, into his forties and Justin is on, on that same path. And Justin talked about how, you know, like it just never felt like it was there yet. Like it was getting better and better, but something was missing. And he said, he, is watching Instagram videos and he's always like watching videos, seeing if he can pick up on something or hear something
1: like watch his own videos or his other own people. others,
0: other people just talking, watching, pitching, pitching, just pitching okay. videos. And he did, he said he, he found something that made him have a thought of wait, when I I, I did this with my back and and like something clicked yeah. for him. And he's like, I took it into a bullpen Felt really good, but you never really know you you never really know yeah. until you take it into a game. So he did. And it was back. I mean, his fastball was back. Everything looked really good and and it was really cool uh talking to him post game and, and hearing his thoughts uh in the post game interviews as well. Uh just about uh how, how much you could see it on his face. He was happy it was back and he said, he so said, between the last start and this one, I feel like I found something mechanically, that answered a lot of questions for me. So yeah, he's back. Alex, we got uh we got six innings pitched, nine strikeouts, zero earned runs, and one fuck off, Alex, to the manager. So there was a lot going on. Look at you dropping an quote, unquote, fun and spicy quote, Friday. Unquote. Actually, mm, it's okay. Still give out of your mouth. Mom mom was mom <laughs> texting, be so Mom mad. texting me about Justin's bad language. I'm just repeating uh-huh. what Justin said. Uh-huh. I'm just repeating what uh-huh. he said. But it stirred up quite the it got I, quite the reaction from the baseball world.
1: I love it. I mean, Houston loves your brother. Yeah. Like they, it's, it's just fun to see him back there. The fans happy that he's back there. And then yeah. as you said, cause again, he didn't start the season. He started the season with an injury. And when, yeah. when you don't have a spring training, especially for a pitcher to ramp up to where you want to be, you're literally having your spring training during the season. Yeah. So it's going to take time. Yeah. We're in the, the, the later part of the season, the second half, the back end. Um, but he's, just in time back on
0: just in time,
1: just in time. <laughs> I
0: that didn't was, even mean
1: to do that. One. That was
0: a just incredible reference.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I'll feel take like, it.
0: I feel like I need to, to reference the quote that I just, the okay. the quote, the, the situation that happened out on the field. Um, Justin had to step off because his pitch com stopped working. Yeah. So he stepped off and like pointed to his head. Like I, I can't hear. Yeah. So, and the umpire was like calling a, a violation on him. That's what Justin, I can't, my pitch com stopped working. He went over to the dugout, switched the pitch com, and yeah. then started walking back over to talk to the umpire. And Alex Cora came out of the dugout and was basically like yelling, like yelling at him saying it should be a violation. He could hear claiming he could. He. That's what Justin kept saying. I didn't shake. I didn't shake that at bat. So yeah. clearly Alex Cora was saying, he was shaking the pitches, meaning he could hear he's yeah. lying about the pitch com. And that's when Justin said, I didn't shake. I didn't shake F off Alex yeah. and, and just brushed it off. But it was a great. It was great. <laughs>
1: I mean, I love a good spicy interaction like I, that. I, I it's great. It, it was I awesome. It. Yeah. It was
0: yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, really, 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 really good promising stuff there from Justin. And the nine strikeouts was uh, really good to see. He's back. He's back. Yep.
1: Just in time. All right, let's move on to making a statement. Obviously, yesterday, we spent the entire show breaking down the devastating Shohei Otani situation. If you haven't listened to that one, go back, hear all of our thoughts about the entire situation from yesterday's show. But we are bringing Thursday's normal making a statement to Friday. So let's get started in the AL West. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. The AL West race will come down to the last series of the season.
0: This, this is one of the better it's, you know, we've gotten good races down the stretch, but this is just shaping up to be, you have three teams. Yeah. They're all kind of doing different things right now. You have the Rangers who have been the worst. They have been all season right Mm now, still holding on barely top of the division. You have the Astros who are creeping up and down and a little, only creeping up because the Rangers were so bad, but like yeah. it's been very up and down. And then you have the Mariners who have been as up as you can possibly be. Yeah. And uh, Mariners have won eight straight games for the second time this month. It's August 25th. Yeah. And the Mariners have won eight games multiple times yeah. this month. That is remarkable. They've There was a week, a week stretch starting mid last week and into this week a, a one-week stretch where the Mariners picked up six and a half games on the Rangers. That's six and a half games in one week.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it, they, they had a lot of great things happen all at once. I think the Mariners did what we thought maybe the Angels were going to do at the trade Who deadline. thought? Well, what the Angels thought, like why they decided to keep Shohei Otani and make a push for a possible wild card spot. Like, yeah, OK, we're going to do this. Thought. No, they did the exact opposite yeah. and just lost a ton of games in a row. And the Mariners went, Haha, our turn. We're playing great. The Mariners have entered the chat and now they are within a couple of games of both the Astros and the Rangers. And it's it is going to come down to these last series. I mean, Seattle's last three series. Rangers, Astros, Rangers.
0: the last 10 games. For the Mariners this year, the last 10 games are alternating between the Rangers and the Astros and the Rangers. Yeah, they go three at the Rangers, three home against the Astros and to end the season, a four game home series against the Texas Rangers. This is absolutely the division is absolutely going to come down to the last week of the year. Alex, at one point, the Mariners were 50 and 50. 50 and 50. Ah. They're now 51 and 76. Entering Thursday. It, 51 and 20 or 71 and 56. That's a 21 and 6 stretch. That's crazy.
1: I mean, it's not that hard. All you got to do is win.
0: You heard it here first. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not with that, that rotation, hard. with what Julio is doing.
1: Well, yeah, he helped too. Team no, on his back.
0: Nobody's stopping this no. team. I I wouldn't hesitate to pick the Mariners, you didn't ask me who was winning the division. I didn't. I wouldn't hesitate to pick the Mariners right now.
1: Over your Astros? But Over
0: you, my brother's Astros.
1: Well, you said that was your no pick. No bias here. No, that Mariners was your pick at the beginning of the season. Was
0: to win the World Astros Series.
1: to win the AOS. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, Over I your
1: pick. Not I, your, your pick yeah, for the Astros that's to win what, the if AOS. If I were to
0: ask right, if I were to be asked, I would still ride with my prediction. But I, and, I if... I would not be shocked at all if the Mariners were the team to, to stick with that rotation. They have with Julio doing what he's doing. He's lifted the entire offense. The place is buzzing again up there in Seattle. They've been the hottest team in in the American league, 21 and six over their last 27 games. It's been quite the stretch. The AL West is going to be, I, it makes me excited. I, you know, this, Yep. I love baseball. I wake oh, really? up in the mornings huh. thinking about how exciting the AL West race is going to be <laughs> down the stretch. Man, what do I have going on day? Oh, man, that's going to be a fun, fun race to the AL West division. My brain's a little wonky sometimes, but sometimes, but it's all fun stuff. uh uh-huh. AL West all the time, all the time. Yeah. AL West. Uh,
1: 200 unresponded to text messages because he's just thinking about, the AL, West. Just thinking about the AL West. That's what's happening. All right. Well, let's move to the NL West in our next statement. And this is a little different. We're going to have you do a fill in the blank. Okay. The NL West will have blank playoff teams.
0: Well, let's start from the top. Okay. Where the Dodgers are certainly one. Yep. And then go through the division. Okay. Let's uh, let's play this out here. Now, these are all entering. We'll do entering Thursday. The D-backs had won four in a row. Mm-hmm. They're now they're a half a game out of a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. The Giants really struggling, outside looking in,
1: but also only a half a game out of a wild card spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. But if there's two teams a half game out, I'd rather be the one playing really well than the one playing yeah poorly. But yeah, okay. both of those half a game out. And then you got to throw the Padres are looming,
1: <laughs> six games. They're out. looming
0: from a couple miles away. Yeah, but there's six games out,
1: but they have, they have the all-stars. So if you're going to bet on someone to kick it into a different gear at some point, maybe, I don't know when we kind of give up on that, but I'm going to still say, and there's maybe a chance
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to say two, I'll say we get two.
1: All right. Uh, Arizona or San Francisco.
0: What do you mean? Or the Padres?
1: Well, the Dodgers are going to make it in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm or the Padres. You didn't. Oh. Give it, oh, you think they would jump?
1: Okay. Who chance. do you think? Who would Hold be on. the second team? Who are you betting on the second team?
0: Oh man. Yeah. I was go. hoping you didn't ask. <laughs> uh I'll 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 take the D-Backs. Of course you will. Fighting D-Backs. Uh-huh. My bold, bold, bold playoff prediction this uh-huh. year was the D-Backs, and they're playing really good. They made a couple moves that Driver have really worked wagon. out for them. They didn't make a huge they didn't make the big sexy move, but they went and got a couple guys that have really helped them. Tommy yep. pham has been really good for oh, them. Yeah. Um, Paul Seawall back into the bullpen, holding it down. I'll say, I'll say the D backs. Okay. So I, I guess that leaves the Padres missing the playoffs, but I wouldn't, I, the reason I keep mentioning them is because I, I don't yet think their season has not been canceled. I have okay. not canceled them, which leads to something that I did yesterday in the heat of the moment that yep. many might've missed, but it was an important moment for the sake of this show. Yeah. Back to the AL West. The the Angels. Yeah. They've been canceled.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, No, you said that. Heated.
0: It was heated. Heated. But in case you you missed it or you you weren't listening, there has been another team canceled this season. So this past
1: week has been the Yankees and the Angels. Yeah.
0: There were nine originally. Yeah. And then the Yankees. And those were the the two that
1: were like on the verge of being canceled from when we started.
0: Angels. You're canceled.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, not yet with the not yet with the Padres. Yeah. Not okay. yet with the Padres. All right. Let's move on. Okay.
1: More exciting. More. More positive. Young players. Ellie De La Cruz is the most exciting player in baseball.
0: Well, this is a little bit easier now that Shohei is not currently playing, and oh, that yeah. he, his news happened. Because you know, I think it'd be tough to say that anybody other than a guy that's doing the the greatest things of all time is the most exciting. So. For sake of argument, we'll take Shohei out of this. Um, I mean, who comes to mind here for me? Ellie, certainly. Ronald Acuna, certainly. Mookie, certainly. Um, Aaron. I think Aaron Judge is in that conversation just because of how good he is. I don't. I don't watch Aaron Judge and think like it's different. You know, Aaron Judge is just the best hitter when yeah. right. The best hitter. Four in home baseball. runs
1: in like twenty four hours.
0: Four homers in the span of like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 24 hours. He's on a tear, but yeah, you know, I really, I think it's Ellie. I think the most exciting player in baseball right now is, is Ellie De La Cruz. And we saw him, we, speaking of Shohei, we got a great interaction with him out there. Ellie hit Uh, this ball that he had no business hitting as far as he did off balance. And then we got this cool moment out at second base with Shohei on the bases where Ellie goes up to Shohei and is like touching him. Like, are you, are you real? Yeah. Do you really exist? And Shohei kind of gave it back to him. Like, Hey, you, do you really, what was that that you just hit yeah. out? And, uh, the hard thing about seeing that conversation is Shohei at that point knew his UCLA. We torn. didn't
1: know, but you can Nobody see, knew. you can see sure. he's being very careful with his arms. Like he's happy, yeah, but he there knows. is just something in his body language yeah. that isn't as vibrant. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Yeah. I think Ellie's the most exciting player. Look at what he did this past week. He became the fastest player in MLB history to 10 homers and 20 steals. He did it in 64 games. 10 home runs and 20 steals. Fastest in history. And the guy that he beat for that uh, historic stat is a guy named Barry Bonds, Ooh. who is pretty good in his yeah. day, I would say. So yeah, you know what? I watch him and he does things that I just, it doesn't seem real. He made it from first base to home the other day. And like, I tried counting. I, I legitimately tried counting this. He made it from second to home in like 15 strides.
1: Yeah. It was the craziest well, thing he's I've ever like, seen. He has such long legs too that he's so much
0: he's so fast.
1: faster he than has everybody. else. So much else. energy.
0: We had Matt McLean on the show a couple weeks ago, and Matt talked about how he doesn't uh he doesn't have enough swag. So one day in spring training, Ellie went up to him and was like, Let me teach you, man. I, I got you. Oh, Let Ellie me.
1: told Matt they didn't have enough yeah, swag. Ellie
0: told Matt he doesn't have <laughs> enough swag. He needs to learn how to bat flip and stuff. And uh I mean uh, he's just so cool inside the parkers, yeah. cycles, speed, a rocket for an arm at shortstop, power can hit for an average Ellie De La Cruz is the most exciting player in baseball.
1: He's living up to all the hype. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's stick with some young talent for our next statement. The Orioles should call up Jackson holiday. I
0: don't, I don't think so. Okay. No, look, it's, it's fun to talk about. He's 19 years old. He was just drafted. He's hitting at every level he's been at, right? In 14 games in in single A, he hit 396 with a 1.182 OPS. In 57 games at high A, he hit 314 with a 1.183 OPS. And in 19 games at double A, he hit 380 with a one or he's hitting 380 with a 1.026. OPS, and this is the number one prospect in baseball. I just, uh, and I know this is coming off of the heels of me being very vocal about draft picks getting caught up, but no. those were college guys yeah. that are 21 years old coming out that I believe are closer to ready Jackson is 19. And I know we've seen it before, right? King Griffey junior Mike Trout, but there is more to baseball than just offense, right? You're expecting him to go out there and be the starting shortstop for the number one team in the American league. It's a lot to ask. I just think, I think next year would be quick. I think next year would be like, Oh my God, Jackson, Jackson holiday made it up to the big leagues already. And he's the starting shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles. That would be crazy this year. Just let him ride it out through double a
1: Well, I think when we had this conversation, I don't know if it was earlier this week about calling up draft picks and your your argument was there's a difference between a college kid who has who's 20 plus years old, who has had that kind of on your own experience while playing baseball compared to a 19 year old fresh out of high school learning to be on his own through the minor leagues. I think this is where you need to have a conversation with the coaches. And the managers and really ask, like, where is he maturity wise? Where is he mentally wise? Because that's different than what you're going to get on. It's more than just what you do on the field. Yeah, There's this- so much more that comes with it. And you need to know if they're going to be able to handle it and be able to, to balance it and juggle the life of a big leaguer at 19. And this guy was it's, facing it's high school
0: lot. pitching yeah. like a year ago. High school are you kidding me? And that's the thing that I and this is why I was very specifically saying like Division One top talent top picks I think should be called up sooner. The reasoning behind that is if you're playing at a Division One school against really good opponents, you have you have struggled at some point, right? Yeah. And the first rounders, yes, maybe they're hitting like three eighty in college and getting drafted, at, but you have gone through a period of time over a 56 game season plus postseason that you've struggled. Mm -hmm. Jackson holiday has never struggled in his life and it's coming. Yeah. You know, and I, I I can't specific like, uh, sure. He's probably gone a couple games in a row before without a hit, but that might be it. He's faced high schoolers. He's dominated. I think he hit like 600, 700 or something there. And now he's gone through all these levels of the minor leagues and he's raked. Struggling is coming. And honestly, if you're the Orioles, you, you probably want him over the next few weeks to struggle and then see that last week or two of the year to figure it out because baseball is so mental, as I say, time and time and time again, and he hasn't experienced that. And I can't speak to his life experiences, but I know he was a top draft pick and he's raked at every level of the minor leagues and he raked in high school. He needs to experience the, the, the struggle. Yeah. Of, of baseball and he's 19. It's going to happen in the minor leagues. Jackson Holiday does not need to get called up to the big leagues to experience struggling. It is coming. Those guys throw 100 miles an hour with nasty stuff. Let him experience a full. Se- this is first full. Let him experience a full minor league season, the ups and downs that come from that, and then next year, put him in big league spring training and let it play out as it may.
1: Yeah. See if he can handle. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next statement. The White Sox haven't made enough
0: changes. (laughs) You know, the the White Sox uh, came out over the last couple of days and fired a lot of people in that front Mm -hmm. office, fired the GM, fired the president of baseball ops, executive vice president, Ken Williams, GM, Rick Hahn. They were both relieved of their duties. And, you know, a, a question came up to me or a question came about on social media of uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the team talking about this, just saying like, you know, I had a lot of internal conversations and internal interviews trying to figure out what the problem was and ultimately decided that this was the best decision. Hey, Jerry, did you, did you have a conversation with yourself? Did you maybe think you're the problem? Because you are. You know, we're just, we're just flushing out these guys and he's going to, he's going to call in somebody internally. I don't know if you've heard over the last few months, your internal situation is an absolute nightmare. Uh, Internally is, is, is not the answer, but that's what he's doing. I'm going to look internally. Maybe you should look super internally, like at yourself. Maybe you should look in a mirror and realize you're the problem. Yes. You're the problem. It's you, Jerry. Unbelievable! What, what do you mean? I had internal conversations. Well, nobody in those internal conversations had the ability because you're the owner to say, "Hey, hey, Jerry, yeah, man, we think it's you. You're the problem. Nobody has. Nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. He owns the team. But, Sell the team."
1: But when you hear the players, former players, obviously all coming out and talking about how uh, there is no culture. There is no leadership. There is no structure within this organization. Obviously, it's all internal. So why would you have internal conversations to see what you can fix when obviously it's not working and then hire internally when internally it's not working? It just it just makes zero sense. You need an outside party to come in and say something. It's ego. Yeah.
0: Okay. look, this season is a nightmare. It got to the point he didn't want to fire Rick Hahn and Ken Williams. They've been there for he didn't want to do that. So it got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm getting a lot of flack here. I got to do something. Okay. Sorry, guys. I love you all. You're out. Um, Okay. I'm going to hire someone internally. Yeah. Like he's the most like, he's not thinking he, he's the most like he hired his friend, Tony LaRussa to be the manager. By the way,
1: rumors are that he's bringing him back on as a consultant.
0: What? (laughs) What did she say?
1: Might be bringing him back on as like a consultant. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Jesus, what are we doing? Yeah. Oh my God! It just—it's like all internal. Oh, you're a friend of mine, Tony Mm Larusa. You're a friend of mine, so and so. Let me hire. No, this situation calls for a complete reboot. And look, when you own the team, there ain't nobody that can can tell you 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 otherwise. You can do whatever you want, but if you want to win and you want to create a different culture. You need to either go outside and completely clear house or you need to realize you failed and and should just sell the team.
1: Check your ego at the door.
0: Yes, absolutely. But, I, you know, we've talked a lot about the culture in the locker room and all those things happening, the Tim Anderson stuff, the Osmani Grandal things, and then um, Kanan Middleton leaving and saying all that stuff. Over the last couple of days, Eloy Jimenez was asked in the locker room after a really bad loss, like, hey, are there uh, like when there's conversations in the locker room, is anybody like stepping up as a leader saying like, Hey, you know, like we need, you know, like who's, who's stepping up as a leader. And either it was like, no, we don't, we don't have those conversations. Nope. Nobody. So
1: nothing's changed.
0: That's so unacceptable. Nothing's changed. And that's unacceptable for the players. Yeah. Nothing's changed. That's Everything. What, that's what it is. Is unacceptable here. It is. That is on the players. What do you, I'm so mind blown by that. I've never who there. Who's the leader on the team? Nobody. Yeah. Unacceptable. I don't even know what the question was. What was the statement? <laughs> the
1: White Sox haven't made enough changes. No,
0: not even close. Not even close. Look in the mirror, Jerry. Look in the mirror. Getting ready to take on spring.
1: All right, we are back with the baseball world's favorite game right now called Immaculate Grid. We've played this the last couple of weeks on this show. Ben will have 90 seconds to guess nine players. Now, if you're new to this game, give you a little background. There's nine squares, three rows on the top and on the side. And if you have the teams or the accolades along the top or along the left side, each of the squares has to line up with a player that's played with both teams or the accolades This
0: is the first time You've explained it You did great
1: Thank you That was really good I was good. trying to like Make it easier for someone Who like doesn't play the game
0: No that was good And
1: that's how I, I I've explained it to myself And
0: I, other people I start people. to get like Nervous for this I, I set the bar to you're I literally started with like, eight You're playing with your hands Over there freaking out Yeah it's a lot of pressure You know you got 90 seconds eh? I gotta figure it, It's a lot of pressure Okay ready? I'm ready Alright
1: so we're gonna put 90 seconds on the clock The grid's going on the board and Ben's going to try to get the nine players. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go.
0: Okay. There you go. First. Okay. Royals, Padres, 30, 30 stolen base season. Okay. So we'll start. Royals, twins. Royals, twins. I don't know why. The,
1: Royals, twins. Having a moment.
0: My head just keeps going to Billy Hamilton. And last time I went against my head, I, I it... I was right originally. I'm going to go Billy Hamilton here. Um Okay, yep. that's right. Great. Uh Padres Twins. Padres Twins. Uh Gary Sanchez. Okay, Twins 30 stolen base. I mean, uh, there might be a better less popular answer, but I'll go Rod Carew. Nice.
1: Um
0: okay, Phillies 40 seconds. Phillies, Royals. Oh my God. Phillies, Royals. Oh God.
1: I can hear the control room like making Uh, noise uh, back there. uh,
0: Mariners, Padres. I'll go Nelson Cruz. Let me knock out the stolen bases. I can do the stolen. Okay. Phillies.
1: You got 20. Phillies stolen
0: bases. Jimmy Rollins. Mariners stolen bases. Ichiro is probably more popular. I'm going to go Julio. Julio Rodriguez. Uh okay oh god you got three oh, god Phillies Royals oh come on Phillies Padres Mariners Royals Uh,
1: five any of them no two no. one all right what is Ten that score is last six
0: yeah. I don't feel I uh, fine fine <laughs> it did fine. You
1: know what? Like, everything's fine. Everything's okay? fine. The people on TikTok out, that watch out. this
0: are, are like, I have 90 seconds. They're just
1: talking shit to you. I have the whole 90 time. seconds on the spot it. live on it. the show, it's and they're like, "You idiot! You should have said Old Haas Radborn. It's so obvious." <laughs> I'm like,
0: uh, g- "Give me a break!" I <laughs> feel like that's pretty good.
1: Uh, now that you've had a moment, is there anyone that comes to mind? Peanut gallery over there. Is there anyone shouted out that you missed That's obvious.
0: I mean, Padres, Phillies. Who am I missing? Kimbrel Kimbrel's good Carlos Santana for Mariners Ooh. Royals yeah yeah okay.
1: it's okay under Not bad. pressure
0: yeah he six cracks. but like I said I got the Tigers in the very first one we did on the show I know eight of nine eight of nine am okay. I ever gonna go immaculate on here I don't know yes but it's fun
1: yeah I told you you gotta, you gotta keep your keep your hopes and your dreams high so you can reach them
0: Let's go to the next segment.
1: (laughs) All right. We're moving on to things that make you go, hmm, because it's Friday. And that's what we do on Friday. And we're going to start here in LA with our first one. Dodger Stadium underwater.
0: Okay. Was it real? We got a a hurricane.
1: We got a tropical storm.
0: We got a (laughs) tropical storm. Tropical storm. Where... You all heard me say earlier this week, it rained. Yeah. It rained.
1: But the thing is, is you ha- you always have to prepare for the worst just in case the worst happened. We didn't get the worst. We got lucky. I call that a win.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not, not happy that it. No, it it turned out great. Yeah. And nothing happened, though. It rained. A lot. No, a normal amount. It no, rained right there, a normal right amount. And Dodger Stadium, there was this video that went viral of this helicopter flying around the stadium. It looks like it was underwater. It's not. It's just a glistening no, parking lot.
1: I didn't think it looked underwater. The parking lot is just wet.
0: But that's why the video went viral because yeah. it looked like the whole place was flooded. It's a parking. You know what I learned? What? I learned a lot out here. This made me go hmm. what? back home in Virginia and yeah. literally anywhere I've ever driven ever in the history of driving. Every highway is like slanted. You know, it's yeah, like so the it, water runoff. Right, so the water runs off. Yeah. you drive back. We did our episode. I drive back home, and there's just standing water on the freeway because nobody realized we should probably put it on a little bit of slope. and the off chance that maybe it rains one day and we get a little bit of a rainstorm, that everyone's gonna oh, yeah. call a tropical you, you drive storm. in the
1: middle lanes, not the outside lanes, so you don't get the big splash or your car doesn't hydroplane. That's what you learn when you're out here. You just stay away from the, the outside lanes.
0: I'm. I they just adjust. feel like the one thing I'm really worried about out here, weather-wise, is the big one. the The big earthquake well, we had, that's coming. We had.
1: We had. Was it the earthquake? And no, is what no it wasn't.
0: Yes, technically, the that's what people are calling. it. But I'm worried about the big earthquake that's coming. That's gonna.
1: It's coming. Shove
0: California off into the Pacific Ocean. But everybody's just kind like, of like, go into the earth. Yeah, but everybody else is just like, earth. oh my god, it rained. No, we should be worried about the earthquake.
1: Yeah, and then a tsunami. That's what I, that's what I have nightmares about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes me go.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our next things that make you go. hmm. Aaron judge recreating the iconic Jordan ring photo.
0: I, okay. If you haven't seen it, I think everybody's seen the, the Jordan ring photo where he has all of his championship rings on and poses with like his hand on his face. And it's, yeah. it's iconic. Yeah. Well, Aaron judge, the newest signee with jump man. And for <sighs> that, in honor of that, he did a little photo shoot and they had him recreate the Jordan iconic photo, but he's not wearing now, championship now, rings. You know why Alex? Because he doesn't have any championship rings, which is why rings, you, sh- you shouldn't, which is why recreate you shouldn't this photo. have him take that photo whoever whoever's idea that was it should bad be PR. that's just bad it's just bad PR whose idea was that
1: also the ring is just the jump man the Jordan it, logo and on it's it it's a
0: tiny it's so it's tiny. a tiny jump it's man. just all around bad it's just a it's bad, just bad somebody it's weird somebody needs to be disciplined it's just for weird. that idea <laughs>
1: Disciplined, Ben. Hey. Someone needs to be disciplined.
0: Okay. Hey, we did this really cool photo with Michael Jordan where he's wearing his 100 NBA championship rings. Yeah. The best
1: of the best. The GOAT.
0: We should recreate that with with Aaron Judge. Oh, that's a good idea. How many rings does he have? Well, none. (laughs) None, but no, no. What are we doing? And it's not on Aaron Judge. Like he signed like. Just somebody set him up for failure.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did hit four home runs in 24 hours. Yeah. And it was like the home run champ last year. Do you think he made like a home run championship ring? You know, sometimes like.
0: Do I think he made a home run championship ring? <laughs> yeah. No, Alex, I <laughs> don't. think the
1: team presented him with something. You know, teams give like awards or things like that.
0: I think he got like, I think he got like stuff a watch, like, a, like an MVP award. I'm sure he got a watch, but you I don't think he ring. made a ring. All right. Of his. Do they home. make
1: MVP rings or just the plaque?
0: The plaque. And okay. then you typically will get stuff from yeah. the team, the like organization. Cool yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, From uh, one of the best to one of the worst. Oh. And our next things that make you go, hmm. John Fisher says he has not considered selling the A's. That's just sad.
0: Yeah. Y- you know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it hasn't like come up in his head because it's impossible not to with millions of people shouting at you every day, sell the team. It's impossible for you to not think about it. But the fact that he is publicly coming out saying he hasn't thought about it means that he's not going to, which is just a disservice to the baseball world and to baseball fans and to Oakland fans and to fans of that organization. If it becomes not Oakland, if it becomes Las Vegas, this is a disservice to Las Vegas. A's fans. If you think the A's are just going to move to Las Vegas and all of a sudden start spending a bunch of money. No, not with John Fisher at the helm. They're going to expect gonna you
1: to spend a lot of money to come to their stadium in Las Vegas. So he makes more money, but they doesn't have to spend more money.
0: Correct. Yeah. That is correct. Ridiculous. Statement. Yeah. Sell the team. I'm saying a lot of sell. I've become a lot very of sell, sell. Sell.
1: You've become the cancel guy and the sell guy.
0: That's my brand. You I, know <laughs> me. Cancel, cancel, <laughs> sell, negative.
1: Let's stay with owners.
0: Okay. All oh right.
1: Boy. Because the Orioles owner came out with some interesting payroll comments.
0: Yeah. You know, so he came out over the. Eh, few days ago, maybe mm-hmm. a week ago now. And, and with this Orioles team, that is proceeding to be, you know, they're on the cusp of a, the of, third of, best of, team of in greatness. baseball. Yeah. Third best team. Sure. What a record wise, that's false, but they're one of the best teams in baseball, the best team, in the American league this year. And, but this year, it almost feels like this is just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. They're on the cusp of greatness for a decade and things are riding so high. And, there's a lot of really good young players that are involved in that. And John Angeles comes out and basically says like, yeah, I don't, we're not going to be able to pay all these guys. Like I can't just be handing out this $200 million contract and this $150 million question. And, um, you know, a lot of the quote is, is here, but basically in a nutshell, what he said is let's say we sat down and showed you the finances for the Orioles. You will quickly see that when people talk about giving this player, 200 million, that player, 150 million, we would be so financially underwater that you'd have to raise the prices massively. Now are people going to come and pay that? I don't know if we're at that limit to your point. I don't know if we're in equilibrium elasticity supply and demand maybe this is he goes off the rails here you you get the gist of the conversation. He's basically saying he doesn't have I, the money to pay. I am not going to pay these players unless I raise prices all around the stadium and everything or
1: you get bigger sponsorships more sponsorships there's ways there's other ways to go about it that make the fans pay for it
0: so I asked Smoltz about that for for this coming Saturday for tomorrow's episode. Saturday with Smoltz. Um and he said, "Look, he he's telling the truth." Like, yeah. He's telling the truth, but I this is Smoltz. What he's saying is true. I just don't know what why you would say that right now. Your fan base <laughs> is riding on a high. Everything's going great. Your team looks really good. Yeah. What what in Why? the last month, there's been more conversations about Kevin Brown, the radio broadcaster, cool. and and John Angelo's not being able to pay for everybody than there has been about this team being the best team in the American League this year, and that's sad. That sucks. It's you know?
1: inexperience. It's not. It's not knowing how to be the best. You you see teams that are like constantly great teams, like the Dodgers. Yeah. You keep it about. You keep it about baseball.
0: I mean, if you want, he's sure. He's not wrong. There are teams that, that don't, that, that do do what he's saying. The, the Padres have done it. The Mets are doing yeah. it. The Yankees have done it in the past and they did it with the Aaron judge contract. But you know, I've, I've said this a million times, their blueprint that the, the Orioles are following with a lot of the same people in the organization is the Houston Astros blueprint. And Jim Crane, the owner doesn't just shell out the money like that. He doesn't do those big, huge contracts, but he doesn't, say it. He doesn't like come out in the middle of the first, like really good season and say, you guys might think the future is bright, but guess what? I ain't paying all these guys. What's the point?
1: Well, there's also the Braves who have like their own system of taking a chance on these young guys, right. When they develop them, right. When they get them signing him to what seems like a big contract for them at that time. And then it becomes a steal in five years.
0: Yeah, there it is. There is ways to go about it. The landscape of how to sign players is really interesting. you have, the Astros one who have been the best team in baseball over the last decade who are under the assumption it's it's like pay your guys a, a worthy AAV annual valley value for not. It's not going to be seven eight nine ten 10 years. Then you have the, the Padres and the Mets who are like, we'll pay you whatever for as long as you want. Yeah. And then you have the Braves who are. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna pay you super early on, yeah. long term deal, low AAV. And if you take it, great. You yeah. take it and you wanna be a part of this organization. And then you have like the Rays way, which is, you know, like not a, they just don't. They just don't spend it's just on a the rehab players.
1: for players to come in and like revamp their careers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it is uh it's an interesting way of looking at it, but the Orioles, I just don't know why the owner yeah. came out and said that.
1: Yeah, shouldn't have said that. Let's move on to our next things that make you go hmm and head back. To New York, because this is a funny one. The Yankee team goes hitless, except for the only player who was hitting under 100 on the year went two for two.
0: Yes, Ben Rortvet is uh, the reason this makes you go, hmm, is because it sounds a little crazy, right? He went he went two for two. He came into the game hitting under 100. He went two for two and the Yankees ended up with how many hits that game? Two, meaning everybody else in the lineup went hitless. And if that sounds crazy, it's because it is the only time in Major League Baseball history in the modern era where that has ever happened, where a player entered hitting sub 200 and got the only two hits of the game. The Yankees are a nightmare. It is rock bottom. We talked about it earlier in yep. the week. And then you have Brian Cashman the GM coming out a couple of days ago saying, "Yeah, this season has been a disaster." Yeah. It it's it's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. I really don't see I really don't see like a clear bright future path for this Yankees team. Like the I you I, I don't do something during I've the been season. saying this for years. And I said it before last season. And I just say, I don't think what the Yankees have done is, is good enough to, to win a championship. It wins, you know, I, I don't think they've done enough. You know what the Yankees did? They made the playoffs. They put me they put me in their hype video saying, I just don't think the Yankees did enough to be much better. And guess what? They proceeded to get swept in the ALCS just a couple days later.
1: No, 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 no. They were four games away from the World Series. Tomato, don't for,
0: tomato, potato. Don't forget
1: their, their spin, their master spin tactic.
0: Spin zone. Four games in the World Series. Yeah, but again, what are they, they going to do? Put me. I, this, this is what again, I believe. They should. They haven't done enough. Like, you, great start, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge. You know, Carlos Rodon. This is a weird, weird, weird year. I think. Yeah. See what happens next year. Anthony Volpe. He's the shortstop of the future. But like, God, they're so boring, man. It's
1: bad. It's just bad.
0: It is. It was bad. At least Aaron Judge is hitting four homers in in twenty four hours. But like. Yeah. Man, they have the lowest sprint speed in all of baseball. It's just like there's, uh, I, there's I don't nothing. S- yeah. This hmm. this
1: last things that make you go, hmm, is going to make you even more frustrated. Yeah, we're just getting
0: fired up. I know. Last I'm just going to keep
1: the spice going for our final things that make you go, hmm. The White Sox are potential candidates to move to Nashville.
0: I, what? So this was reported. This is not Alex making that up. I'm not making it this was, up. It was reported that the White Sox are a potential candidate to move their team to Nashville. Um, one, no. Nashville is going to be a fantastic expansion city. We're not just going to move a team there. That doesn't just magically make your team and organization better, Jerry. It doesn't. You don't just move, and, and it makes it all better. That's not how that works. You look in the mirror. Things aren't... Look... Things aren't not going well because they're on the south side of Chicago. Things aren't going well because of the GM situation, the president of ops situation, the locker room situation, the lack of leadership anywhere in the organization. That's why things aren't going well. Baseball can be fine on the south side. Jerry just needs to look in the mirror and either sell the team to somebody that understands that and is willing to do the right things and that loves baseball I said this so many times. I'm not asking for a lot. I just want owners that love baseball. That want their team to win. Not bottom line first. And look, I I get this isn't the best like business venture. Then don't make it. Get in it for the passion of the game. Okay? Like if if your goal is to get into the team to make the most money possible, then then great. Do it. it nobody can stop you because you got more money than than anybody else. But If you get in it for the love of the game, what Steve Cohen has done, he got in for the love of the game, him and, and his wife are massive. They grew up in New York. His wife, massive Mets fan. He bought the Mets as a passion project. Yeah. And you see that, but a lot of these other owners are like, well, the bottom line is skewed a little bit. I make a little bit less money. If I do that, that ain't helping the game. The game of baseball needs owners that love the game of baseball and want to win with their team and want to put a winning product out there. And moving to Nashville changes nothing if you don't change things internally. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you.
1: Let's wrap things up on a high note. Okay. With some fan questions. Great. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's start with Danny. Our first fan question comes from Danny. Ben, in your opinion, do you think the Astros pitcher J.P. France name should be in the mix for rookie of the year? And how about Diaz?
0: Yeah, absolutely. J.P. France has been the, the Houston Astros are not where they are this year without J.P. France. And yeah. imagine saying that at the beginning of the year to Astros fans. being, like, Hey, you guys are going to be, uh, you know in the hunt and in the division at the end of August, not in first place, but a big part of the reason you're going to be there is because of JP France, you know, that rotation by and large uh, with though, it appears to be a strength has not been a strength. The offense has the offense is good. Bullpen's been really good lately. It, the starters have just been too inconsistent. Uh, frombers just been too inconsistent. He'll go out and throw a no hitter one game. And then Not you know, not look look like a shell of himself the next. JP France has probably been the most consistent guy in that rotation all year long and absolutely deserves to be in the AL rookie of the year conversation. I think that is uh I think that's gonna be Gunnar Henderson. Uh huh. Uh this week's podcast yep. guest, by the way, who is awesome. Great. Um, but yes, him, Janner Diaz, Janner Diaz would be in the conversation if he but played more. Dusty didn't yeah. Dusty didn't really play him for a while. Yeah. He's now playing more and we're seeing how productive he can be, but uh, yeah, those two are, are a big part of why the Astros are good this year.
1: All right. Moving on to our next question from Savannah, should players be held more accountable just as much as a front office in a team's success over the years?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's largely dependent on situations, but yes, I, I you know, Teams and players certainly should be held accountable yeah. and and when a team is bad, let's use the the let's use the White sox or the Yankees for this instance. Let's use the Yankees where you, we look at this season where the Yankees are the worst they've been since I was born, right, yeah. and you start hearing the outside noise of, okay, well, Cashman needs to go. Hal isn't the same as George. He's not spending the same way. This would never be allowed. And okay, Aaron Boone. Those are all fair conversations to have. But it's also a fair conversation to have of like, there's a lot of underperformance going on on the field. And, you know, is that the player's fault? Well, to a degree, it has to be. There's underperformance. But there is a degree of, I think the majority of it is on the front office and for putting a a team together. Look, if if you're counting on this Yankees team like next year, let's say they did nothing at the trade deadline. If they do nothing in the offseason of of substance, that means this is an organization that is counting on next year Anthony Rizzo to come back healthy, DJ LeMahieu to to have a bounce back year, Giancarlo Stanton to have a bounce back year. But the Yankees have put themselves as an organization in a position where if they have a single injury they are screwed if yeah. Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton or Anthony Rizzo or DJ LeMahieu have a have a bad year or a hurt year mm-hmm. they are screwed and that's not a good that's not going to work it's 162 games somebody's going to get hurt and they've they've just put themselves in a position where if they if they have an injury they're they're done for Yeah. And that's, that's what we're saying. And that is front office. And that's why I think the front office deserves the majority of the blame.
1: All right. Moving on to our next fan question from Ian. Can you help me understand why the twins can't pull away and win the division already?
0: Yeah, it is weird. The the twins are, the twins are the most talented team in that division. Uh, And I just keep waiting for, for the pull away, you know, like the rotation really good. Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. Like, they're going to have a good playoff rotation. The offense, you know, I, to a degree, this is where underperformance comes into play. Yeah. Carlos Correa, y- your team, your front office we goes even out. We haven't talked about him, and, like, at all. And signs his big deal. Well, that's just underperformance. The guy's hitting, like, 225 on the year. And he's got power, sure. And I yeah. do believe I Carlos will show up when the, when the playoffs are here. But, you know, they're not pulling away because... There's been that underperformance on the field. And uh, I do, like I said, I think they should
1: win the division.
0: They're Cleveland behind
1: them. Yeah. Detroit, they're four and a half games in first. So they'll be okay.
0: How about my Tigers, though?
1: Uh, Seven games back.
0: Semantics. They're playing good baseball.
1: Uh huh. All right. We got one more fan question from Double Player Does Mookie's return to Fenway make Dodgers Red Sox the series of the weekend?
0: Man, I I am excited to watch this. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I hope Mookie's going to go back and get quite the ovation.
1: They'll make a video for him, right?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, he's going to get the... They're the ones that messed up. He won an MVP there. He won a World Series there. And he wanted to be there. Yeah. But the organization messed it up again, and he ended up walking out the door and... Now we're here and he's in a place that he loves and a place that he's happy and a place that he's playing good baseball and a place that he gets to play right field and second base and shortstop. And he's going to go back there and it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a really cool, special, emotional series for, for him, for the fan base and uh, for ownership as well. You know, like that was, I'm excited to watch that.
1: I'm excited too. I mean, there's a, there's a couple players that kind of swap teams. You have Justin Turner and, and Kenley Jansen that are on, the Red Sox now.
0: That, oh, you got a lot of you, crossover. Yeah, Verdugo, it used to be Dodgers. Kike is back yeah. with the with the oh, yeah, Dodgers so Kike now. Yeah, back and forth
1: within the There's same year. There's been a year. lot with
0: these two teams over the last yeah, couple of share. years. Yeah, they share.
1: They don't share guys, but they
0: yeah. They trade so Justin to each Turner other. Playing his former team for the yeah. first time. I mean, yeah, we're getting I don't, yeah. Did they it's play? A lot. I don't know.
1: Uh, Kenley Jansen got injured Wednesday. He left the game with a tight hamstring, which is really yeah. bad for the Red Sox, considering look good, he's converted each of his last 20 save opportunities. Like he has been. Red hot for the Red Sox. And if they don't have them, I don't think that there's much of a chance against the.
0: I didn't like that reference. What? Even for me, that was a little (laughs) cheesy.
1: It it wasn't bad. I can't try. It it happens when like, I don't mean it to happen. I try. In the words of
0: Alex Curry. I'm not ha ha funny. (laughs) I just provide (laughs) the ha ha. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. It is. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this series. Uh, again, yes, it's Mookie's return. That's going to be the big thing here. But the crossover, Kike just going back. Justin Turner now playing his former team, but in a, in a new place. Yeah. I mean, uh, it'll be a cool series to watch. It's
1: sure. going to be fun. That is the one to watch. Yep. And that's it for our Friday show.
0: All right. Beefy Friday show. What? Beefy. It was a beefy Jam, show.
1: Jam-packed, full. Jam,
0: all of these were. Yeah, work. okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. Great. You have a thesaurus. Any, any of these work.
1: <laughs> Spicy.
0: Thank you all for listening to this Friday episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Again, Alex mentioned it earlier, but the the Shohei episode was Thursday. It was all about his injury, what that means, what that means for his free agency, when we will see him back out on the field, if he's going to resign, would he resign with the Angels, what it means for the future of him as a two-way player. All of that was Thursday. Wednesday was Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. He was awesome. That was a really fun conversation. And tomorrow, Saturday, with Smoltz as we do every single Saturday with the Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast Apple, Spotify. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do on YouTube. But for this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats, that does it, my friends. Have a great weekend, everyone. Peace.